Should we freshen up? Do we need to freshen up? Uh, well, we're already recording, so. Oh, oh, we are. But yeah, we could do that. Okay. I can just cut it. Okay. Or I'm going to just pause it. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah. We're recording again. Is it so? Oh, oh. We've just refreshed. Oh, okay. And now, for your birthday, you get to break this over your own head. Done. That's because it's a champagne. Prosecco bottle. Prosecco. Because what's the the uh, theme of today's episode, Chris? Um, let me tell you. It is called Bubbles and Birthday. Yay! I made it. Whose birthday is it? Uh, uh, the that Hook bitch her next there. door. Yeah, you see Uh-oh. her out there. She's down in the corner. Oh, she looks cute. She also looks very much like me because that's my birthday. Happy Yay! birthday, girl! We did it. You're thirty-seven. Uh, oh, oh, and I, and I, oh, yeah. Um, I actually made that joke to uh, my office manager today. She was like, oh, my God, how old are you turning? I was like, oh, it's 37. She goes, you, uh, you look so young. You should have been like, it's my 50th birthday. <laughs> I'm so old. It's fine. I'm actually retiring tomorrow, and I'm going on Social Security. So thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Uh, uh, bye. Precisely. I mean, that's I mean, should, honestly, was what I believe should happen. You. In, you look about fifty-six. So, is it was it the wrinkles that gave it away? Uh, I'm doing hand motions, and I forget that people actually can't see me. <laughs> it's actually the old people smell. Oh, okay. You got that old people. Is it like smell. the kind of like rot that's kind of going on? Like, mm-hmm. the, ooh, she's she's getting she, like she's ripe. like salt, but underwater, L- like the ocean. No, salt, but underwater. Like the ocean. What? <laughs> salt, but underwater. Okay. Um, I you would like get some salt to and pretend, put it underwater for you? Can you actually make a Bath and Body Works candle and, like... I'd like to uh, keep it on, please. I, I'll just burn that in my apartment and see what that actually smells like. <laughs> well, it's going to smell like nothing to you. That's because it's going to be like. my body odor, yeah. apparently. Okay. Precisely. Precisely. So, what did you do for your birthday today, Chris? Um, I went to work. Um, I went to a networking event, and I got sent lots of nudes. So, that's did the, you? Yeah. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> One person on Twitter was like, "You should ask for nudes," and I was like, uh, "But what about money? Because money pays for my lifestyle, not nudes. Nudes doesn't pay for my lifestyle. Money does. So, like, where's where's the money?" So, I was like, "Um." Shameless plug, Venmo me, uh, Chris White seventy three. Please give me money, and no one did. So on what? On Twitter? Yeah. I like how most people are uh, they are donating to charity, and you're like, I'm like, please give me money to this charity. <laughs> send, send directly to me. I am the charity case. <laughs> I need everything I can get. <laughs> Literally just. Fund me because nudes are not going to fund me. So, well, I mean, I guess I could do like one of those OnlyFans things, but I would not be um, good at that. It would just. Mm. Thomas wants you to stop posting naked pictures on Twitter because he saw it and he was offended. Good. Okay. I wear something like that at the pool too. So, like, how different is that? You weren't wearing anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, like, my Speedos leave very little to the imagination. But you weren't wearing anything. I had a towel. Do you hear that, Patty? <laughs> Your son's a whore. <laughs> but she knew that already. <laughs> Me and her get drunk in the hot tub and we tell horror stories about horror stuff. <laughs> horror, horror stories. <laughs> about horror stuff. Horror 
about horror stuff. Horror stuff about horror. Horror. Yeah. Horror, horror whores. Have you ever seen 30 Rock? 30 Rock? Yeah, some stuff. Thomas tries to make me watch okay, it. Okay, well, there's a, a part okay. of it called the Rural Juror, which is, th- this is reminding me very much of that right now. Rural Juror? R- r- and exactly. It's a huge joke. It's like Rural, rural juror. juror. He's pointing at me. No. He knows. He knows. No, the rural we have juror. to watch 17 reruns of Twilight Zone instead of that. No. No. Well, I mean, I guess for the Sweepy Podcast, it's all about research, right? It's all about research. I mean, why do you think I watch funny shows that I can actually try and, like, be decently decent funny? Yeah, yeah. Like, I have to get my humor from somewhere because I can't generate it myself. I have to, like, get other people to tell me what is what a is funny, funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, what is the word committee? Hi, Ron. Committee? Can you look up funny for me? Can you, what is the definition? What please? is it? Can you tell me and specifically give me, uh, what are they called? Yawks? Yawks? <laughs> This is some kind of Swedish <laughs> dance. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> I'm going to look up joke on the internet and see what it says. Oh boy. I feel like you should also Urban Dictionary because I'm sure they give you some sassy like response for it. Oh my God. Why is this so difficult? Also, I'm having a Red Bull because I still had to work today on my birthday. Didn't get a nap, uh, which I desperately needed a nap. Um, I think you should put the Red Bull in the champagne. Oh, would that taste good? I don't think it would. Oh, yeah. Did I say? We said Bubbles and Birthday. Bubbles, yeah. Bubbles, we're having champagne. What, okay. So we're having champagne and we're having lasagna because apparently that's Chris's favorite. Yeah. And yeah, uh, cake. Yeah. So shout out to Patty. Um, I'm sorry that the past four episodes I called you a bitch, um, but also you make great lasagna. So I asked Spencer to make lasagna as well. So that's what that's what's happening. She learned it from her mom and also took recipes from... Dad's mom. From the old country? Yeah, the old country back in Sharks, Texas. Oh, Not the old country like Europe. Oh. Um, I don't know if that goes up. Your goes back are like far. German. Uh, German and English. Basic white people. <laughs> Real Italians. <laughs> they know how to make a lasagna. <laughs> I mean, is lasagna actually even Italian? I, think I don't it's know. A lot of people keep like claiming that pizza is not Italian. I'm like, okay, let, just let me eat my Italian pizza. Okay? No, pizza is definitely Italian. Like okay. spaghetti is not Italian though. Spaghetti and meatballs. But <laughs> I'm consuming it. Stop licking the microphone, Chris. God. <laughs> I also choked on the bubbles earlier. I think I was choking on air now, so I don't know what's going to happen next. So, you made it 27 years. I guess this is it. Saturn's return. It just, like, knocks you out. Do you listen, like do the astrology thing? No, not oh. really. Why? Well, a lot of people have been talking about, like, apparently it takes 27 years for Saturn to get around from, like, where it started when you were born. And they're like, well, te- technically it says 27 and a half years. So, like, I have six months before my world so just kind of falls apart. Yeah. Saturned. Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you haven't had some like drastic life change, um, it's coming, bitch. What is my half birthday? I think it's February. Yeah. So what happened in February? Um, drastic life change. Nothing. Nothing that just unearthed you. Just like I don't like this kind of thing. It's, it's almost like a quarter life crisis. That's what people tell me. No. Like in astrology terms. No. Everything's okay. going swimmingly. Everything's perfect. So if you. Oh, is it perfect? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Why don't you tell me? 
I don't know. <laughs> so if you um, are into the astrology thing and you understand like about the whole like Saturn doing its uh, wee woo around the the sun, um, you should go to uh, our, our spoopy podcast <laughs> That's our spoopy podcast on Instagram, our spoopy podcast on Facebook, and our spoopy on Twitter. Savannah literally destroyed me uh, earlier this week because she was listening to our last episode and she goes, "Oh my, what did she say?" She's like, "You guys plug um, your podcast." on your podcast more than Rue plugs her RuPaul songs. And I was like, mm, true. I mean, <clears throat> how else is everyone going to know? And no one will know. I mean, we have to say it every podcast at least five times. Even though you're already listening to the podcast. And you found us somehow. that you found us somehow, but <laughs> continue to find us. Continue to go to all of those sources and continue to see the same stuff across all of the platforms. Because we're going to be here and we... Uh, <laughs> We don't gonna, differentiate our posts. We're going to keep doing We're it, honestly. the same on everyone. Just going to keep doing it. Because yep. that's what we do. We annoy the crap out of you until you actually listen to our stuff. So uh, keep listening to it. And uh, God bless. Yeah. Uh, what does Evie Adler say? Odd bless. Odd bless. What, can we come up with like a... What? I've she never does. heard her say that. <laughs> she definitely says that. She definitely said it in like her um, like finishing speech when she won. Because she's the true queen of uh, season 11. Ooh. Oh. How does it feel to be so right? You can't talk into your Red Bull. It sounds like you're talking in a pipe. What does it feel? <laughs> That's stupid. Talk about spoopy things. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yes, because we've got a lot to talk about this episode uh, because there's a lot going on. Um, so this week's episode, uh, Spencer, can you give me a... I was listening to our podcast earlier, uh, and you were like, give me a noun. And I was like, murder. <laughs> I was like, God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> um, Spencer, can you give me a... Um, uh, what would you like, Chris? A hint of what today's episode is going to be about. Uh, periodic tables. Ooh. Uh, medical journals. Ooh. Um, uh, mm. What you went to college for? Science. 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 That's science. That is uh, S C Y N N T Y S T. Yes. Scientist. That's Um, me. Precisely. (laughs) It's me. So, as I mentioned, we, not me, I, apparently I'm a we. That's, That's my preferred pronoun now. Uh, we you go by we, we us. We go by we us. Because um, <laughs> there's apparently a lot going on here. Um, I think that's not like a sexuality thing. I think that's your multiple personality. That would disorder. make honest sense at this point because. How uh, many people are in there? Like, mm, I'd probably say at this point, estimates four, maybe four and a half. We're not certain. Oh, wait. We forgot about her. Yeah. I mean, we can't forget about the half. Like, there's definitely a half there. What's her name? Uh, uh, her name, uh, should we, should, uh, science, Chris, <laughs> that's the half, all the rest of them are like actual personalities. Um, uh, we'll say, uh, I actually, one of my drag name, drag names before I came up with Dixie Wreck, well, actually Dixie Wreck was the first drag name I came up with. Um, and then I came up with several others. One of them was named Steph, like S T E P H Steph, like mm-hmm. almost like Stephanie, Steph O, like the letter O, Lacacus. Cephalococcus. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's mm. a good one. That's sciencey. Yeah, very mm, science. So speaking of science, um, so we're talking about two things that are a little bit spoopy, but like not really spoopy, but also kind of spoopy, uh, because all this stuff is like very real stuff that actually very real happened, and it honestly kind of 
freaky. Well, I um, mean, like I told you, that's what my what I think is the scariest thing. Else that yes, can actually happen. Like the real shit that's like actually happening and the stuff that like actually can uh, make a very real effect on your life. Um, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, and then at the end of it, once we go through kind of the history of all of this, I'm going to leave it open to kind of a discussion of what could be kind of thing. Um, so today I'm going to talk about something that some people might have heard of, uh, which I hope all of you have heard of, called the Ebola virus disease. <gasps> yes. Is it a worm? Shock. It is not. It's a virus. It's a, it looks. It's a worm-looking virus. Um, it's not an actual worm. It's a. It's a, a virus. It's, uh, that, that's just what it is. It's a bowl uh, of what? <clears throat> Ebola is actually a river. Did you know that? No. I learned that. Let me tell you about it. I was gonna. I was trying to make a joke about a bowl. It's a bowl of what? It's a bowl. A bowl. Do you guys hear that? What? Do you guys hold on? Hold on. Let me see if I can adjust the microphone. Do you hear the? crickets no there's cackling laughter coming from outdoors oh that's so weird because i don't hear that i'm not Mm, certain microphone does you wear glasses so obviously (laughs) you wouldn't be able to hear it can't hear (laughs) because that's what i said that's what you said (laughs) i'm wearing glasses i can't hear anything (laughs) help me (laughs) that's exactly right um, a, a bowl of what? Shut up. It's a bowl of what? <laughs> a bowl of noodles? I bet all of... Because everyone apparently is a Spencer fan, so everyone's like, oh my God, Spencer's so funny. Quit shut up. And I'm like, okay. I mean, are they wrong? They're not wrong. No, they're not. They're not wrong, Chris. <laughs> Ron, can we cut that? <laughs> Just... I fired Ron because uh, damn it. he was trying to keep you on and he, I tried to fire you. Yeah, exactly. We're getting there. <laughs> I fired you this morning. What are you doing here? First text from Spencer. I fired you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just want to, you know, give you something nice. And then it's like, what is it? The sandwich technique of giving bad news? <laughs> Say, so you're going to give birthday. me bad news and then good news and then bad news? No, I said happy birthday. No, you oh. said you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay no yeah it's it's reversed it's outside so it's like ha- ham on the outside bread on the inside <laughs> ham on the outside because the filling's the best part so you're just gonna make a double but you know i'm just i'm just stacking them on top of each other to okay. try to try to close this how about we now. make it a little bit worse we'll just put like tuna salad on the outside no <laughs> bread the, the bread inside. is mayonnaise <laughs> it's a it's a piece of bread with mayonnaise on both sides <laughs> That's all you get. Just grab it. <laughs> and I wait, and I throw it at you from a moving vehicle. There you go. That's that's the compliment sandwich that we get from Spencer. Just hey, you're doing great. Pow. You're fired. It's actually you're fired. Happy birthday. You suck. <laughs> Goodbye. Happy or, uh, you're fired. Happy birthday. Also, you smell like cheese. <laughs> but that no. What do you say? I smell like you old. Smell person. like salt underneath salt. water. <laughs> what does that even mean? That's what you smell it's like. That's what it smells like. <laughs> It's like earwax smells like chalk. And you do you so? smell your earwax? Have yes. you <laughs> inadvertently, maybe. Accidentally, I just stick Perhaps. my fingers up my nose after I stick my finger in my ears. Well, no, what happens is every morning I, I, you know, clean my ears and then I pass out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right underneath. The my wafting. Nose. Speaking it's of so wafting, <laughs> so wafting is a scientific technique to smell from your beaker. Did you guys know that? Don't talk about your beaker on the air like this. Beaker? That's not appropriate. Chris. I barely know her. This is the point of the podcast where I learn how to use sound effects so I can actually plug crickets into the background. Talk about your spoopy okay, Ebola. Yes. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Ebola virus disease. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about like what this is. Um, it's Ebola so- what? 
<laughs> no, keep going. Surprisingly, uh, I got a lot of this information from the CDC website. Uh, I did not Incredible. get this from Wikipedia like I normally do, or uh, as we learned last week, Murderpedia. Um, Murderpedia is <clears throat> lit. It's apparently a real thing. When we go back to, well, Actual I did murders. a murder last week, so you have to do a murder next week. We, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, this. we can do whatever the fuck we want to because it's our podcast. And, and not yours. There you go. <laughs> Why did I say and? <laughs> Just once again stealing your lines. <laughs> Stop <laughs> stepping on my career, Chris. Bye. That's why I'm getting fired, right? You're already fired. Oh, what yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> Who keeps inviting me? Where's Mosa? <sighs> I called her this morning and she said she'd be here at in like 20 minutes. Like an hour ago. That was before. Four hours ago. She said she'd oh. be here in 20 minutes. We should honestly just, just start telling her that we're recording at three. Um, just be there. Shut up. <laughs> Could you hear the honking on the, yes. the headphones? Oh, that's awesome. Well, I t- we should tell her that we're doing it on Tuesday. <laughs> She'll show up. <laughs> She'll show up on Wednesday like, oh my God, I thought Sorry, I missed guys. it. I was so late. <laughs> it was raining. <laughs> uh, it's definitely um, not <laughs> raining. It was raining in spring. You it's, know I live far raining. away. How do you? Graining. It's raining. Graining. <laughs> I live for it. Okay. Um, spoopy. So the Ebola, I found the Ebola virus to be very uh, spoopy. That's why I want to talk about it because uh, shit scares me. Um, so the Ebola virus, let's go ahead and talk about like what it is. Um, it's a worm. Ebola. Ebola, Ebola rare worms. virus. Okay, no, I'm not going to keep joking oh about this God. entire time. <laughs> Ebola is a rare and deadly viral disease in people and non-human primates. Um, so it was first discovered near the Ebola River. Non- okay, non-human primates. Non-human like primates, yeah. So we're technically part of primates, but yeah. like it's talking about monkeys, monkeys and gorillas and, and all that stuff. Chimpanzees. Correct. Um, Do you say chimpanzee or chimpanzee? Chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Well, I kind of just go with the flow. Chimpanzee. 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 So I guess I still emphasize the pan and the z evenly, and I just say chimpanzee or chimpanzee. I just chimpanzee. I think I say chimpanzee. Yeah. Is that what I've been saying the whole time? It, well, I mean, technically, we're saying the same word. Okay, keep going. <laughs> what does that even mean anymore? I don't. Do you ever look at a word and you're just like, I don't yeah, like. You look at it so time. many times, you're like, how do that's not that's not a word. You know what happens? What word it does to me, or what what word does that to me? <laughs> what word it does to me? Yeah, simlish. Does call back. Doesn't? When I see doesn't all the time, I'm like, what kind of oven brand is doesn't? Like you've got too many vowels in there. There's only two. And especially if you accidentally leave off the comma. Then it looks the, even the, more the fucked apostrophe. up. Apostrophe. Yeah. There's a lot of words that do it to me. One doesn't. word that used to do it to me when I was younger was the word seen. S-E-E-N. Just like looking at someone, like I feel seen. I don't know why, but I was like, this is not a, a word. word. It doesn't, It it's not a word. <laughs> But it, you know, whatever. Um, okay, so I have made it one sentence in. <laughs> I'm very impressed with the progress. We're already 20 <laughs> minutes into the podcast. I'm very impressed with us. Um, okay, so first discovered near the Ebola River in what is now the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, since then, humans have been infected from time to time, leading to outbreaks. When was it first discovered? Uh, 1976. Mm-hmm. So haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten to a timeline yet. Okay. But we're going to – we'll talk about the timeline like two pages in. Okay. Mm, maybe a page and a half. Um, but we're just kind of talking about what the virus is and like 
you know, all does. the, yeah, what it does to your body, essentially. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is not known where the virus comes from, but scientists believe that it is animal born. Some believe that bats to be a reservoir. Uh, a, that's a scientific term. So a reservoir is a population, in medical terms, is a population that is chronically infested with a causative agent of a disease that and can act as a further source of infection. Um, so basically it's the um, what's like, carrying the disease but is not affected by it. Um, and so they think that like uh, fruit bats, like in uh, sub-Saharan Africa, are the cause of it, basically. So they're holding this disease in their bodies. They give it to animals like non-human primates, and then that transfers over to humans. And humans give it to other humans and just comes uh, full disaster, as we'll find out. Um, mm. So others believe that bush meat, which is meat from uh, hunting wild animals, is the cause of the outbreaks, which goes back to mm. the bats causing that stuff. My favorite, bush meat. You guys hear that silence? <laughs> For a, oh, I don't understand. <laughs> the bush meat? Yeah. No, I really like bush meat. I've never had bush meat. I don't know what I thought we were trying to make like a, a sexual joke. <gasps> Didn't even go there, I but did. that's where I'm at now. That's where my I mind went. I don't like bush meat. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's where my mind went. That's why I stopped. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> bush meat. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Exactly. Um, you don't want to do that <laughs> because apparently you'll get Ebola. Ebola virus. Ebola bushmeat. <laughs> That's where Ebola comes from. That's so why much. they call it Ebola because it, it was Ebola bushmeat. Bush mm, mm, mm. No, okay. Um, so the virus spreads through direct contact with bodily fluids of someone who is sick or has died of Ebola or objects that are contaminated with these bodily fluids. Uh, the virus can get in through broken skin or through mucous membranes, so like your eyes, your nose, your mouth. Um, it can also be spread through sexual contact. Uh, and then people say, no, I'm sorry, it is not known that mosquitoes, fleas, ticks, and et cetera are vectors of the virus. So they're not um, reservoirs. I really need to figure out how to put sound effects on this because when you said sexual intercourse, I want to do the I think that would be perfect. It would. It would honestly fit right there perfectly. Um so the incubation period of Ebola can range from about 2 to 21 days after contact, with the average being 8 to 10 days. So if you just get it on your skin and you don't have a cut, like this bodily fluids, you're not, you won't necessarily get Ebola. If Correct. You wash it off. Yes, you know. but it tends that like people, if that happens to them, they don't really like are not paying that much attention to it, and you know, you touch your, uh, you touch wherever it was, and you touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth, anything like that, and then it gets in through the mucous membranes. Um, so no, if you get it immediately on your skin and you immediately wash it off and disinfect it with the proper disinfectants, then it will not get into your skin. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's, it doesn't spread that quickly. It's also, oh, we'll find out later, it's not airborne as well. So like um, once it gets out of your, it's not like the flu where it can go in water, water droplets kind of thing. Um, so it's not like that close of contact where the flu can just spread like wildfire um it, it does take some like interaction essentially with it mm. um, and we'll find out why it did spread so readily um in a few moments um so the initial signs and symptoms are very similar to that of the flu or malaria so in like sub-saharan africa where malaria malaria is very prevalent um it does it's not really recognized uh so the symptoms are like weakness fatigue fever headache diarrhea vomiting i mean your typical flu symptoms um it really doesn't come until like the more major symptoms, like the unexplained hemorrhaging, uh, like bleeding, bruising. Those are the most like defining symptoms there. Um, so, Pause. I'm just gonna switch out this chair because I'm not trying to hurt your my back. Again. Yeah. 
I even had the pillow in it last time and it still fucked me up. Will it fit over there? What? Will it fit over there? Are we actually paused or is it still just going? It's paused. I don't think it is. It is. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> Sally. I know. All the lasagna that I ate. <sighs> well, now this microphone is way too hot. <laughs> I go, oh. Okay. Okay. And I don't need to pause recording because we're already. We're still going. We're still recording. Okay. Hemorrhaging. Yes, hemorrhaging. Unexplained hemorrhaging, uh, like bleeding, bruising, is the most defini defining symptom. Um, internal and external bleeding are common, which leads to low blood pressure, essentially. So, like, I'm imagining, I don't actually know, uh, like, the idea of, like, hemorrhaging. I'm just imagining, like, just blood, just, like, coming out of, and it says it comes just out of, like, your mucous membranes. Or yeah, it says it comes out of your mucous membranes, the same ones that can e so easily bleed from your so eyes, bleed from your, your, eyes your, your nose, nose, your mouth, like, um, your ears, your... Um, Are there mucous membranes in your ears? Well, I mean... Like, deep in there? It, they're thin membranes. So, I mean, mm. your... your uh, Do you bleed uh, from your nipples? I don't think it's really a membrane. So, no. Okay. <laughs> your nipples are very much like your uh, lips or – no, your lips. We're just going to stop there. <laughs> oh. I know what you're going at. Please continue. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so then during the incubation period, uh, the virus is not known to be able to be tra transmitted. So they say that you cannot transmit the virus uh, during the incubation period. So that's when you have it inside your body, but it's not uh, exuding symptoms. Uh, once symptoms arise, that's when the virus can be passed. Uh, so, like, once you start having – this is a problem uh, – I'm sorry. Let me back up. Once, once you symptom, start bleeding from your eyes, then you can pass Not it. quite, because, like I said, that's more of the, like, later stage. Uh, the early stages are the same as, like, a flu. So that's why I said the problem uh, – the, the problem is since the areas that are most affected by Ebola is also where malaria is common. And so you're having the same signs and symptoms of malaria, which is treatable, um, a, a pretty treatable illness. Um, and so you go in and you say, oh, I have malaria. And so actually, you just contacted all these people and have spread this uh, very dangerous virus. Exactly. Um, so well, and I think people out, because it's the Democratic Republic of Congo. Well, that's where it was discovered, yeah. Yeah. So they're not going to the doctor. Exactly. A Tuesday. Yes. It's like a planned. They have to. Like travel miles to go to the doctor or find a place that will actually take them in yeah yeah exactly um yeah Ooh, so the, well, have Ebola. that sucks yeah exactly like travel while you're basically bleeding from everything um so yeah malaria and flu have very similar and basic symptoms essentially seems that lasagna is giving me the heartburn yeah there's tums in there if you want them no that's fine <laughs> I turned 27, and all of a sudden, my entire body just shuts down. It's fine. Um, Ooh, Thomas, get some Ben Gay for Chris. Who's Ben, and why is he gay? I don't know. That's a personal question. You don't know why who you ask him? Mm. No, it's a cream. It's oh. a gram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you want me to keep going? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so... <laughs> Prevention is actually rather simple, surprisingly, for a uh, deadly virus. Prevention um, or... Prevention. It. Okay. Prevention, yeah. Um, lock him in a tent and down let him die. Dysol? No. Uh, it's just don't come in contact with the bodily fluids of anyone who's infected. Simple. What? 
it? Yeah. Don't touch any items that have come in contact with someone who's infected. Wash your hands. Uh, don't reuse needles. Um, avoid funerals and rituals that require touching the body of someone who's infected. You think you can? Can you? No. Can you handle it? I don't think you can I handle it. I can't because I love to play in tear fountains. Of the deceased? Of children. Oh, okay. I like playing with children's tears too. Yeah. Because. Can you get it from tears? I guess it's a bottom. Well, fluid. I guess it, yeah. It's, if it's in, uh, so they talked about like um, areas that are Im- immunologically privileged. Did I said Im- immunologically privileged. Sounds Those, good. I'm gonna say a whole bunch of Russian shit later. Yeah, so. it's perfect. Then, <laughs> then uh, so that's kind of like the areas of like your spinal fluid, your um, uh, semen, um, uh, what other pl- like your um, uh, like your eyeballs, like basically the same, very similar places like your mucous membranes. Those are places where like. Um, disease can hang out and never actually affect you. Um, and so, like, what? you can, yeah, exactly. So, like, your, um, uh, those are places that, like, hold onto the viruses. So, we'll find out, like, this virus actually can sit in um, your body for years after you've been infected if you actually survive um, and you can still have it, essentially. Hmm. It's like herpes, but can you, do you still experience the side effects of it or? No. You're just immune to it. You're, I mean, wow. you're not immune to it. You you, you will have it. antibodies, yes, uh, but you are not immune to it. Yeah, but you don't get sick again. No, no, no. it doesn't. It is not a reoccurrence. No, you don't. You never have a, like a lapse, a yeah. relapse. That's so just called. get Ebola and then get over it and you just have it, and you're like have it up? forever. Okay, well, we'll talk about why this is not a great idea to have. <laughs> Uh, because the vaccine, there is currently no vaccines um, or uh, uh, medicines for for the Ebola. There's so, no medicine. No, there's no like antiviral medicines whatsoever. Well, are um, you going to tell me how many people die of it? Yep. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we'll we'll get there. Um, so, however, there are two experimental vaccines that are out there right now, and one vaccine was tested by the World Health Organization. I'm going to call it WHO. WHO. Um, yeah. WHO. Just WHO. 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 WHO, who did that? Who, who, said who said that? Who said that? Who did say that? Um, and it is expected to actually be approved by the end of this year uh, by the FDA. Um, and so they've gone through all sorts of trials and all the sorts of like the crazy stuff to actually get to the point of the FDA approving it. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, too. Um, and so then we're getting to treatment now. Uh, treatment really comes down to just management of the illness because there is no known treatment for it. Uh, there's no like antiviral drugs. There's nothing to like actually help you feel better or anything like that. It just really comes down to making sure that you have fluids and electrolytes, uh, managing other infections with the illness. God, um, electrolytes. Yeah, they're Pedialyte. Saves your lives, right? Gatorade. Oh, okay. Uh, reducing the fever and pain and then maintaining oxygen status. So you're just making sure that you're not dying while you have it. Um, so you're <laughs> maintaining oxygen status. So you're not so choking on blood. Make sure you're breathing. <laughs> make sure you don't choke on your blood, please. Which is pretty much a good thing to tell anybody, even if you don't have Ebola, just make sure you're breathing. What if you like to go out into space without um, any oxygen? <sighs> then you a dead bitch. I mean, you should probably still be breathing. Can just you breathe keep nothing? Breathing and breathing. No, you have to have air molecules. Well, yeah, but can you? Do the process of breathing and not have anything to breathe. No, you'd explode. Ah! Because, like, your body is always maintained. Because you have about, like, 15 pounds of pressure on you, like, per square inch or some amount uh, at all times. And so once you go up in the space, you don't have that pressure. That's why you'd explode. Wow. Because th- your body is always, like, pushing out at the same time as everything pushing in. And so if you no longer have pressure on the outside, you explode. 
Hmm. Surprise. I thought that, well, you see it in like, I guess, media that when astronauts go into space and then they, they like all of a sudden have like a leak in their spacesuit, their face like blows up. Yeah, because their, their, their body is pushing out pressure. That is no, no longer I understand. On. I'm just telling you. Oh, okay. That's what I've seen. Then, yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> that makes but I sense. was like, their face is getting so big. What are you talking <laughs> about? It's so bloated. What? <laughs> Calm down on the Coke, Sally. Coca-Cola. It's not good. Coca-Cola. Co- cocaine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Keep going. Same thing. Um, Remember to breathe, folks. <sighs> <sighs> struggling exactly. to get up this fun. Just, especially with so much lasagna in my stomach. Like, just breath shallow breath. <laughs> so painful. so much lasagna at the bottom of my lungs. I'm going to die. <laughs> Maintaining oxygen status is very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so since there's no antiviral drugs, you have to wait for the body to basically create, it, create its own antibodies. Um, so because of that, uh, you, basically healing yourself once you exhibit symptoms takes about 6 to 16 days. So you're bleeding from all sorts of places and are basically falling apart uh, for over two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, most countries that Ebola is common in is in sub-Saharan Africa. So you do not have – typically don't, they do not have uh, adequate access to resources and clinics to help. Uh, and there's also a stigma of the illness. So like people uh, are very spiritually driven in different, uh, like different countries in sub-Saharan Africa – so once they see that you have this illness, they're very much like you're shunned from the community, essentially. So it's like there's a bad omen on your house, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like no one's actually going to help you. Um, mm. So that becomes uh, very difficult. The death rate, here you go, uh-huh. is typically between 25 and 90 percent, uh, with the average being about 50 percent. So one in two people who contract Ebola will die. Jeez. Yeah. That's how high the um, uh, death rate is. So that's a little bit about Ebola, like in general. So now we're going to get to like the major outbreaks that have uh, that we've seen. Um, so 1976 was when it was discovered. So this is not talking about like any illnesses that have happened before this, um, because it wasn't actually like uh, something that people recognized. Tracked. It wasn't recognized exactly. Um, so 1976, uh, Sudan had 284 cases, confirmed cases, and 151 deaths. Uh, so we're looking at over 50% there. Um, and Zaire, which used to used to be the country of the Democratic Republic of Congo, um, had 318 confirmed cases and 280 deaths. So we had 40 less than 40 people that survived from uh, Zaire. Am Zaire. I saying that right? Zaire? Zaire. Zaire? Okay. Um, and it's got the two dots over the I, right? It didn't on the CDC website. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's French, and that would make it I mean, It makes sense. But I thought the Germans colonized the Democratic Republic of Congo. Dutch and Germans and okay. French people. I don't know. Z- Zaire. I'm looking it up, and it's just giving me this person named Zaire Wade. Yeah, that's what happened to me, too. Because I, w- I wanted to confirm the years that Zaire was a country. Yeah, Zaire. With the double eyes. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, double dots over the eye. Yeah, it's yes, and it is French. Okay, well, that was those were two of the biggest cases. Um, also, I would like to mention that there are there are six different um, Ebola strains, um, and there's one like a Sudanese strain, um, and there's one called the Zaire strain. Zai, Zai, 
Say it Zaire. Again. Zaire. Zaire strain as well. Um, those are the two most prominent ones that are like actually killing people. Um, in 1995, Zaire had a uh, 315 confirmed cases and 250 deaths. Once again, very much over 50%. Um, in 2000, uh, Uganda had 425 cases and 224 deaths. Um, in 2002, the Republic of Congo had 143 cases and 128 deaths. Uh, 2007, the Cong- Republic of Congo had 264 cases and 184 deaths. Uh, Uganda... Um, that same year, 2007, had 149 cases and 37 deaths. So between the years 1976 and 2013, there were 2,384 deaths, uh, I'm sorry, reported cases, and there was 1,590 deaths. So we had um, about 800 people who survived out of the 23, almost 2,400 people. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. So that's like less than a third of the people. That was a 33%. And what is uh, the latest outbreak? So the latest outbreak. So that was, uh, so like I mentioned, that was between 1976 and 2013. So the biggest outbreak in history was between 2014 to 2016. So that was when we were uh, in college, you know, recently. It was a couple, a few years years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the biggest outbreak in history. There were 28,000. 652 confirmed cases across multiple multiple countries, uh, most of them being uh, Guinea, Sierra Leone, and uh, Liberia. 28,000. You want to take a guess at how many deaths we had? At least uh, 16,000. So there were 11,325 confirmed deaths. Yeah. That's less than I was expecting. Was, yeah, less than, less than half. That's less than 50%. So we've got – that's, you know, better than – uh, between 1976 and 2013. Uh, the outbreak began in a forested rural area of Guinea, as reported by WHO, the World Health Organization, on who? March who? Uh, March 23rd of 2014. Soon after that, cases were reported in Sierra Leone and Liberia and neighboring countries very quickly. Um, so like the a World Health Organization was like, hey, this is happening. This is probably going to be a big deal. And immediately they were like, shit's already happened. Like, shit's fucked. Um and so due to poor access of healthcare in these regions, the fragile health infrastructure and the weak surveillance of reported cases, this led to the worsening of the outbreak. I mean, it just kind of ran rampant after that because no one was actually doing anything to help anything, uh, especially since it was in places that were not um, uh, didn't equipped have access. Yeah, they, they weren't equipped for it. Exactly. Um, and so uh, the World Health Organization classified it as a PHEIC. That's called a public health. I'm sorry, that stands for Public Health Emergency of International Concern. Um, so that's basically saying, like, the wor- yeah, this is this is a huge, huge deal. Um, this was the PHEIC um, was created in 2005, uh, and there's only been four that have been declared since then. We had the swine flu in 2009, which do you, you remember that? Mm-hmm. All of our schools were shut down. Oh, no. No, you didn't. You yeah, still went to school. Still, like, go to school. Oh no! Gives a fuck. Shirts was like one of the first places that like swine flu was like confirmed in, and so like, we were shut down for like two and a half weeks. What? Yeah, we I, that was in May that we closed down. It was in the middle of like finals and AP exams and all that stuff, and so we had to like go to school for like an extra few days after that, and like all of our AP exams had to be like special flown in, like new exams written and all this, like other shit. Yeah, we all had to like take special exams. Why was the, San Antonio so crazy about it? They were just like, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> really? Hope you do well. In a huge city like Houston, they just yeah. didn't care. Oh, no. 
Well, shirts was shut down. So. And what year was that? 2009. That was my junior year of high school. That was my senior year of high school. Yeah. And we just went to school. Hmm. No. Everything was shut down. May it was what? A huge deal. Uh, it was like beginning of May. No. Yeah. I went to school. Because <laughs> like that was when the AP exams were scheduled, like beginning of May. And then we had to take like – we had to do like two AP exams a day because um, normally it's like one a day and like you get the day to relax. Um, I remember I had to take my world history exam and then immediately take my um, English exam. Like back to back. I'd, I'd exhausted because, I mean, you were taking exam for five hours, four, four or five hours or whatever. It was exhausting. Anyways. Well, I haven't uh, been school the whole fucking day. That's true. But like Jesus. taking taking a full on exam after we got two weeks off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it showed up on my time up the other day and I was like, oh, I remember those days that I was like complaining about being bored in my house about swine flu for two oh, and a half no, weeks. <laughs> I'm stuck at home playing I video have games. So much time off. What do I do? You I don't bitch. even know exactly. Um, so then the uh, next, the next biggest um, uh, public health emergency of international concern was the Ebola uh, 2014, and then 2014. Apparently, there was a huge polio outbreak. Um, the reason why this is the big deal was because it was basically eradicated. People were like writing it off as like a, a gone disease. And all of a sudden it came back. Yeah, um, I want to take this time to say vaccinate your fucking kids. Um, the last bullet point on here is just anti-vaxxers. That, there's nothing. I just wanted to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get there. <laughs> um, and then uh, the 2016 Zika. Um, so like, I mean, we were, we're in the zone of Zika. So that's, we definitely heard about that. Um the uh, CDC and ministries of health and other like health organizations across many countries contributed very quickly to try and stop this. Once the world health or world health organization was like, Hey bitch, like this is uh, important. This is very important. Like w- something's going to fucking happen. And like, if we don't stop it right now, it's going to uh, just blow Ravage up. Like the world. exactly. Um, and so I, I actually remember like back in uh, you know 2014 or 2015, Obama was like supposed to go to Liberia or like Sierra Leone or something like that. And like he had, I think it was 2014, he had to like cancel his trip because they were like, you're not going there just because everything happening there, just you can't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then in March of 2016, it was no longer considered an emergency um, by the World Health Organization. Um so that's kind of spoopy, just because that is a huge outbreak that happened very quickly and happened um, uh, very aggressively across several different countries. I actually remember like there were uh, uh, those couple cases of Doctors Without Borders or nurses that went across to like go and uh, go and help out that came back to America, and people were like, "Don't bring you know people who were have Ebola back to America," and people were like freaking out about it because uh, it was like a I mean, it was a big deal. It, yeah. I mean, it really was, especially since people weren't understanding the virus. There's no known treatments for it. There's no vaccine for it. Like, that's spooky to people, and yeah. it should be. So that's getting me to the. Well, relevant. they had the one woman that came to. Uh, I think she Dallas. went to Dallas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People in Texas were like freaking out about it. It's like, why would you bring it back to the major metropolitan area? And she had Ebola, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a nurse. Yeah, she had yeah. Ebola. Yeah, Good, but it was in the. She was in the like I was mentioning the incubation period that she didn't like know that she had it and then she started having like symptoms and just assumed it was a flu bitch um, if i was on that plane yeah I, i'd be like someone put me in quarantine like i'm i'm done it's canceled my I'm life is gonna canceled. take baths and bleach <laughs> for the next 24 hours please cure me mm, my skin is melting <laughs> i live for this do you feel that pain Ooh, <laughs> right there getting into the bdsm mm. okay that's too much um so the relevance of this, the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about this, because like this is a very real thing, and like it's honestly terrifying to me as like a person of science, 
um, and someone who's an individual of science. An individual of science, um, and like it's just something that like I've. I mean, I've studied shit like this, you know, for five. I studied that for five years, and so like it's kind of terrifying. So I wanted to talk about like Ebola is considered a biosafety level four virus. Um, there's four levels of biosafety, so it's literally the highest. <laughs> um, so the biocontainment biocontainment precautions required for isolating dangerous biological agents in enclosed laboratory facilities. What? Oh, that's what the biosafety level is. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? That's the definition. It's saying like, these are the... You not the, knowing the, what you wrote again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, are, are we shocked? Are we surprised? No. 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 Like English, what is that? Our photographer's back. Oh. Everyone smile for the camera. Is the audience smiling? You guys see it? Everybody smile. Smile. Please smile. You can tell you're not smiling. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna fire me. He's gonna get mad. <laughs> he's gonna fire Chris four more times tonight. I mean Chris, you're fired. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there it is. It's happening. Um so the uh, biosafety level four is uh this is for agents that could be uh, aerosol spread. Uh, and could cause severe and fatal disease when there's no vaccine or medicinal treatments. So that's kind of but what it's defines not aerosol, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, so that's what kind of defines it. So it does not actually travel through aerosol, but it does. It's still part of the like does not have a current vaccine or medical treatment, medicinal treatments. I love that you said aerosol, and I'm thinking like it's in a bowl spray. In, a, in a hairspray. <laughs> well. Getting to that, um, the reason why this is kind of like a big deal is because a lot of like uh, biosafety level, like level four viruses and bacteria um, are weaponized. Bio, like uh, biochemical weapons and uh, weapons of mass destruction, like all that stuff um, is is terrifying. And actually, North Korea used to put out like things uh, like anti-America, like uh, news saying that we were the ones that caused the Ebola issues in in africa uh propaganda that's the word i was looking for they were looking for um reasons to basically you know call out america and say they're the ones causing this um and so the highest level level of safety uh bio highest level of biosafety which is the level four uh means that you have to like autoclave and disinfect everything uh which is that's common you know in any i um, hope you're autoclaving and disinfecting yeah exactly uh, it also means that seamless garments, so you can't wear anything where anything could happen to get in there slightly. Ooh, um, what do they call those? It's a suit starts suit. with a T. Hazmat suits. It's like Tyvek or something like that. Uh, I'm going to talk about them later. Okay, cool. Good. Because I don't know what you're talking about. Um, where it can only happen in a specific biosafety cabinet that's like approved for this. There's no sharp objects to prevent any sort of issues with this. Uh, and you have to have like positive pressure suits. Like this is all like to the nine. Like you, once you come out, you're just sprayed like crazy with this um, uh, in this it's suit and just to disinfect everything. Uh, I mean, it's, there's different levels of uh, everything. Uh, so, Shuffle oh, okay. those papers on the, on the, it's on the oh, AS. ASMR, guys. ASMR. Do you hear that? Oh. How do you feel about it now? Well, you, everybody's asleep now. Do you feel a little stressed? A little less stressed? Just tap them. <laughs> oh, wait, I can even laugh like ASMR. <laughs> no, more mouth noises. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much. Um, so I already talked about the bioterrorism. <laughs> I put that as a, a next point. Um, the next relevance is the hot zone. Um, the Hot Zone is actually a book that was written in um, or published in 1995 by Richard Preston, uh, and then it was basically the dramatized events of the Reston virus, uh, which is a cousin to Ebola. Like I said, there were six uh, r- relatives um, 
The Reston virus was named after uh, the facility that it was in. Versus- Ron, cut that. <laughs> we, uh, she's going down. <laughs> My microphone is drunk. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so it was discovered in the Reston uh, uh, facility in Reston, Virginia, uh, where they were keeping um, in Virginia. Yeah, like not they were keeping non-human primates. Uh, the reason why this is a big deal is because uh, it created a scare in 1989 uh, because it was so close to Washington D.C. when they discovered this virus that was just ravaging non-human primates. Um, they had brought in like a hundred or something like that chimpanzees to Reston, and like the, by the time that they had realized that something was wrong, 39 chimps had already died within like a matter of a few days. Um, out of a hundred they brought in. So like yeah. it was, you know, going quickly. Um, but the good news is the virus, the rest virus is not known to cause disease in humans. It is not pathologically infectious to humans. Uh, it can go to humans, but it won't do anything. Uh, so the, apparently the scientists that came in contact with this before they knew that there was anything happening, there was like six scientists that had it, but didn't ever exude any symptoms or anything like that. So hmm. it's a strain of Ebola that doesn't actually do anything. Um, but it still stays in people's bodies. Well, it like, yeah, yeah. It's very, like, it still, like, can get into your body. Like, it's very similar to, um, uh, what am I thinking of? I don't know. Champagne has already gotten to me. But <laughs> you know what's crazy? Um, like, crazy. Crazy. Is cat scratch fever. Oh, yeah. I've had that before. That's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. The cat doesn't care. No, they don't. It doesn't affect the cat at all. That's Because stupid. they are, what did I say? Reservoirs? Well, no, they're evil is what cats No, they are. are. That's true. That's why we, we are got another hater now. dog people. Oh, did we just piss off all cat cat owners? Um, yeah. If they're what if well, they're what if they are Apple users that live in Alabama and have cats? I mean, that is a very that's a trifecta. That that's is like a subset of the human population. That's a very niche I don't market there, and we don't need them in our podcast. Honestly. I don't need you. They're gone. They're eliminated. Oh, and God. your cat smells bad. You have Ebola. Oh God. <gasps> You can't just give them Ebola. Uh, well, bioterrorism. Mm, well, Some people might. So. It's fine. No, it's just not. Just so you know, there's no care. <laughs> no one cares. No one on Spoopy Podcast cares. No. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah it's true. Um, so, oh my so then the next point I have there is that there's a mini series that aired on Nat Geo that I'm very excited about watching that is basically dramatizing the events of the book. Um, so I kind of want to watch it to kind of like see how people reacted to that. Because, I mean, it's going off of the fact that for, what, 13 years people were dying in sub-Saharan Africa and, like, had no idea that this shit was, like, what it was and how to, like, do anything about it. And so this was even before we had our most recent outbreak five years ago. Um, and so the... Uh, more relevance of the disease, I guess, just like the prevalence of the disease. Um, from my scientific like perspective, I get kind of frustrated because there's been so many things that could um, benefit so many humans, uh, and the FDA here in America has so many strict guidelines that it is. I personally consider it harmful to scientific advancement. Um, I mean, things that just come to mind is like stem cell research. Uh, that shit is going around in so many different places, uh, and people find these like little niche things that, like, oh, you know, this one person got sick. Like, that's you know, not it, you shouldn't do this and blah blah blah. Like, okay, that one person out of how many people who are actually being cured? Or um, yeah, I was reading something about you know the uh, Chinese twins that were genetically altered. No. Chinese twins were genetically altered, mm-hmm. boom, um, to make sure that they couldn't get 
certain diseases. I think like mm-hmm. HIV was one of them. Yeah. Um, but now they uh, they're more predisposed to have cancer. Oh, okay. So, so then are like, people are you clinging can't do to that. that. Exactly. I mean, anyone talks about anything genetically modified, and immediately like just shitstorm happens. And so that's another thing that bothers me is like I wanted, I actually wanted to go into like doing research for like creating genetically modified plants and like that was shut down essentially across especially here in america no one wants that shit and people are like no you're putting gmo everything so then this whole organic yeah because you don't want corn that's gonna get infected with something and then make it onto the market well that's what genetically modified yeah no no i'm for gmo oh okay yeah exactly that's what says gmo i Listen, anything that says chemicals on it, I'm like, give it to me. Yeah, I want it. It's <laughs> Obviously, treated. somebody thought it would be good. They took so time I'm just to gonna, make I'm it. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> so I'm going to put chemicals on my face. Yeah. And that's what, like, I think genetically modified products are, like, actually very helpful, especially, like, for creating a sustainable lifestyle, especially as our world population explodes. Like, the only way to get this is through plants that have better vitamins in them, uh, bigger plants, you know, growing watermelons and cucumbers the size of cars to actually be able to feed people in like you know lower income communities and stuff it's like how are you expecting the world to continue to grow but not actually grow scientifically with this you just think that we're just going to take over all the rainforest and everything's going to be fine no it's not going to happen um the next bullet point that i have there after go oh oh, i wanted another thing about fda guidelines um whenever you try and get anything approved through the fda it costs you billions on billions of dollars i'm saying billions with a b as in boy uh to get anything to even go up to the FDA level. Like, imagine having to have that much money to even say, like, hey, is this okay? Yep. That's, like, fucked up to me. Like, if we're you, if we're having positive trials, why are we not, like, continuing this and you know, trying to get things happening? We should be on the forefront of scientific research as opposed to just, like, paying the government shit tons of money to say, hey, can we actually do this? And the government just say, maybe. And, like, yeah. especially with – I mean, we had 12,000 people die in Africa when we had a vaccine that was – created very shortly after but it took that much time and still not even approved by the fda like that's just baffling to me okay so what i think is baffling is that the fda still outlaws objects in food so you can't get kinder eggs in america mm-hmm. but and that's that's from the 30s yeah exactly yeah what are you guys doing well it's the same thing about like uh the um uh donating blood for like gay men yeah i mean we still can't donate blood if we have sex with a a same-sex partner after within a year like that's what kind of antiquated law is that all blood is tested regardless so like even if someone does donate with hiv i mean they're gonna away they're gonna know like it's you just don't use it it's as simple as that so i don't know um next thing i have is mutations in bacteria um this sort of thing and like a pandemic or epidemic is very real this uh, mutations in bacteria, we already hear about superbugs and stuff like that because people don't actually finish their uh, antibiotic medicine. Mm-hmm. So when you have uh, all these bacteria that are killed inside your body, there if you don't finish your medicine that is prescribed to you, there's it going to be stronger in there. There's going to be bacteria that are still inside your body that you may still be resistant to, but now that bacteria has taken on an F plus, which is a scientific term for basically has mutated has become stronger uh and can now go and give it to someone else who will no longer be affected by those so it just becomes a huge thing um i used to well i still have this friend her name is chelsea and i just told her to start listening to this podcast that bitch goes and gets fucking antibiotics for everything that's good good and bad as long as she's finishing them she's finishing them but she took antibiotics like six times in a year okay i mean it 
it can be good and bad. Like my my doctor is uh, very much like anti doing that, anti like giving bacteria for everything unless it absolutely requires it. Um, yeah, and it's for like something like a cold. It wasn't mm-hmm. even really. They everybody says flu all the time, and I don't think people actually have the flu. Um, just got a you cold. also should not take antibiotic for the flu. If you go to the doctor and they prescribe you antibiotics, but you have the flu, you need a new doctor because they're fucking stupid. Your flu is a vac is a virus. Getting antibiotics is not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to make you feel better. It's not going to fix anything. You will just create your own antibodies and you will cure your own flu. The antibiotics are doing nothing because antibiotics is going for bacteria. The flu is a virus. So unless they you have a cold, you're not they're not helping you with anything. <laughs> Simple as that. And I'm not even a medical professional. You're welcome world. <laughs> So that's our spoopy podcast for all of your medical concerns. No, please don't, because I could get in a lot of trouble for that. Well, right after this, we'll make you do the hip oath, and oh. we'll be okay. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Um, and the last thing I just have to say is anti-vaxxers. So I'm gonna. These are my three kind of like um, uh, high high your hierarchy. high horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are my high horses. Please step onto your soapbox. Yeah, soapbox. There we go. That's what I was looking for. High horses, soapbox, same, whatever. I don't know sayings for things. Um, Well, soapbox is also very antiquated. I don't even... I mean, yeah, it still comes in a box, but they're made of cardboard and they're really small. So you can't actually step on them, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, the last one is anti-vaxxers. Um, if you are someone who does not believe in uh, vaccinating your children, You're uh, you are abusing your child, and you are basically causing uh, death in this world. Uh, just going to be blunt as fuck. Um, don't be fucking stupid and vaccinate your children. The end. That's the end of Ebola. Well, that? good. That was an hour. <laughs> oh, So, um, last time we did... Last two times? Yeah. Last two times we managed to get both of our stories in. This is going to be a two-parter episode. Oh, yes. I live for this. 